Hi. <laughs> Hi. Hello, my name is Jim. <laughs> and I'm DL. We're here to talk about intimacy. Yay! The Intimacy Cadre podcast where we have no intro music. We just get her down. <laughs> Bare bones. <laughs> Bare bones. <laughs> Doing it. So this is podcast number two. Numero dos. We did an intro last time. We talked about what intimacy cadre means. We're not going to go over that again. But if you want to find out, come to intimacy, write to us at intimacycadre at gmail.com and we'd be happy to or find our, find our podcast mm-hmm. and listen. Uh, today. Today. So last time we talked about how you have some talks on. I have some talks. You have some talks on <laughs> not for men, for women. Uh-huh. On what you're calling the ecstatic pussy. Mm-hmm. So, why don't we're we talk? We're just going there, right? Why don't or we talk about the ecstatic pussy? What on earth Are is you, that? Do you want to talk about that? I'm a little nervous. Okay. And yes. Why are you nervous? We haven't really even talked about it. You uh, said you were nervous before we. I know. So, this is I a real conversation. Just... <laughs> <laughs> this is not fake. <laughs> Unedited. I'm like, wow, we're launching right into like pussy talk. It's just like, whoa. We're going right in. So I mean, do you, we do in our normal conversations you, anyways. That's what this podcast is about. So do you consent? Do we have to? I consent. Okay. <laughs> Are you sure? Yes. All right. <laughs> but you're a little nervous. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Deep breath. So what is this talk about? I guess that's the first place I would go. What, it, what do you mean by ecstatic pussy? What are you going to be talking about without giving your whole talk away? Well, I don't even, yeah, that wouldn't happen anyway. <laughs> well, I did a talk in October. I was invited to to speak at this women's conference, women's event in October. And I wanted to name my talk The Ecstatic Pussy, and that ruffled some feathers and caused some stir. Why would that ruffle feathers? <laughs> because people aren't comfortable with the, the word pussy. Uh-huh. Truly. And why is that your preference? So some people I know in our circles use yoni. yoni. (laughs) (laughs) And whatever else. Or vagina, which doesn't like include all the other parts. Right, the vulva. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just the word that feels kind of edgy to me that that I can tell people respond to. And some people have this really intense negative response to it. And some people have this really overwhelmingly curious and positive response to it. So I like creating stir. You like you, you're a, you're a shit stir. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you're going to be giving this talk mm-hmm. on the ecstatic pussy. Yeah. What do you mean by ecstatic pussy? Wow. <laughs> That's a pretty big topic. Let me start by saying. I wasn't always, I didn't always have an ecstatic pussy. This is relatively new in my life. And I wanted to bring other women into this conversation who are like the stories that I've heard throughout the years, having these not so great sexual experiences, not feeling great in their bodies, not necessarily feeling pleasure or orgasm or even know what their pussy looks like and feels like their anatomy So my journey to the ecstatic pussy and beyond started with a, with a self-pleasuring challenge (laughs) inspired by Kim and Nami. Got Mm -hmm. a shout out to her. And 
I'm sure she's a listener. <laughs> <laughs> she's too busy lifting things with her pussy around the world. <laughs> but I'm like, oh, I could do this. So I did this this 30-day, well, it went beyond 30 days, but this 30-day self-pleasuring thing challenge and I learned so much about my own anatomy to start. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is what I feel like. This is what I, to have consistent interaction with my parts was really expansive. And to, on the daily, dip into my pleasure, which was also really incredible. So that, that was the the portal truly that set me on this path to the ecstatic pussy. Before that, I had felt for a very long time that my pussy was broken, like for years and decades, actually. Mm-hmm. I know. We've talked about, <laughs> we've definitely talked yes. about that notion and that you never believe it was actually broken, right? But I was willing to explore that and thought that the the sexual issues that I was having were due to my broken pussy that were a result of some early experiences in my life that were sucky and non-consensual. Mm-hmm. And so there was a part of me that did believe that it was broken. Mm-hmm. And now I realize that it never was. So I spent all this time and energy <laughs> healing this part of me, which did some good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you've also talked about while it wasn't broken, there was a point where you felt numb. Right. So when I started doing the 30-day, where it started there, and feeling my insides, feeling the whole the map of my vaginal, vaginal wall, and my cervix, and feeling how everything felt and noticing how much of that I couldn't actually even feel when I touched it. Like it was completely numb. And that was really shocking to mm-hmm. me. Like how could I even have sex earlier in my life and and feel it when there was so much numbness and I believe that that's our creative center in our pelvis and our womb Mm -hmm. and if there's numbness there then it's going to translate into your life somewhere as numbness so is that part of what you hope women get out of hearing Mm. from your story well I think one of the main things I hope for women is to to feel included that we all have have had have and have had these experiences of of either feeling broken or numb or whatever in between there's so many so many different experiences and yeah i have this ecstatic pussy in this ecstatic life now but it was a journey it was a path it wasn't it just it didn't start that way okay so what do you say to a woman who says, that's interesting, but I'm not sure I feel comfortable coming to a talk yeah. on such an edgy topic? Mm-hmm. Um, like, are, are people participating in this? Are they going to be talking about their own pussies? Is it just going to be you? No, or? it's a conversation. Mm-hmm. I want to share my story so that they have some relatable things. Mm-hmm. Like, I've heard so many stories throughout the years. So I know that we all have experiences and so many, the majority of them that I've heard are not ecstatic. (laughs) So someone who doesn't want to come, then don't come. Mm -hmm. Uh, The one thing that I have really learned and realized throughout doing this work with women is that you have to want it. Mm -hmm. You do have to want it. 
you have to want something more for yourself. You have to want a better experience for yourself. Do you think a lot of people feel shame talking about such topics? I'm sure. Shame is like woven into everything sexual. So someone comes to you and says, I need this. I want this. Mm -hmm. But I'm scared because I don't feel comfortable. I don't know the people I'm going to be yeah. in a room with. I don't know who you are. I... I get nervous and I feel some shame in my story. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm happy to have individual conversations. It doesn't mm -hmm. have to be in a group setting. Mm -hmm. And I really enjoy that, actually. Mm -hmm. I know men are invited. Is there something This that... is the only thing they've never been invited to in my <laughs> everything that I've ever done, which is kind of amazing. Right. But <laughs> my question isn't so much... <laughs> How inclusive you are of men, because I know you are. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you're inclusive of me in yeah. your life. <laughs> I just wonder if, like, bonus material, is there mm. something you would say to men about how they should relate to a woman's pussy, whether it's ecstatic, feels ecstatic or not? Mm. What, what's the relationship you would suggest that they take? What stance they should take towards their... What would your answer be to that? <laughs> <laughs> My answer is, I mean, I've been with, I don't say a lot of women, but I've been with some women, a number of women, and I find that I don't necessarily know what I'm doing, right? Um, right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my verbal tics <laughs> that I'm self-aware of. Is mine laughter? <laughs> <laughs> Probably, but yours is lovely. <laughs> Mine's a little irritating. <laughs> Is, is humility. Mm. I, I don't, I think if you go in with a humble attitude that you don't know um, what this woman's pussy needs, mm -hmm. you're going to be much better off if you come with a humble attitude and one of listening and not one of assuming you know how to please a woman. Yeah, because they're all so different. The shapes are different. Mm -hmm. The desires are different. The pleasure zones are different. Totally. And so if you go with the attitude of, I don't know how you want me to touch you. I don't know what you're going to like. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I would like to learn. I feel like that's the best approach. Not being so scared and nervous that you don't actually touch the person because you're afraid <laughs> that you're going to do it wrong. Do it wrong. You've got to be willing to make mistakes, but do it with a sense of humility. Mm, beautiful. So that's what you would say. Yeah. Is what, I just said. <laughs> what he said. <laughs> and also learn the female anatomy. Yeah. That's the other piece I mm. would suggest. You have taught me a lot about anatomy. <laughs> that's only because I've learned from women who've written books about such topics. <laughs> Not because I. <laughs> no, seriously. It's kind of annoying that at age. 49, I am just really, truly learning about my anatomy, and it only started a few years ago. What's amazing reading the literature is how many disputes women are having about what their anatomy even is, right. where the male what anatomy the has been pretty well known for a very long <laughs> it's time. It's all right there. <laughs> Female so anatomy mystery. is arguing, are there G-spots? Are there no G-spots? Are there, is the vaginal orgasm a myth? Is it, it's not a myth. It's not a myth. And, uh somebody's coming home yeah. right now so you might hear that over your garage podcast. door i live above the garage <laughs> <laughs> this is real life <laughs>
heat coming on, garage doors opening, dogs barking. (laughs) Short visit with his friend, your person that you live near. Mm. Um, Yeah. So. So, I don't remember what I was saying. Yeah, we got distracted by garage doors. (laughs) I don't remember what you were saying either. Well, let's move on. Okay. So, ecstatic pussy. So, yeah. another thing you did recently was you did a 30-day self-pleasuring journey. Do you Could you describe that? You mean the one that I hosted? That you hosted. Yeah. You did it online. Yeah. And it was 31 days because it, Decem- it was December. Correct. It, I think it's easier to say 30-day because like, we do so many 30-day right. things, but it was but 31. But it was 31. It was the month of December, and it was called The Pleasure Adventure. And it was... Really discovering yourself, your body, how you feel about your body. <laughs> you gotta come up and back down. <laughs> There's garage a garage door. door they again. might not even hear it. Who knows? I think they will. Okay. <laughs> it's a good mic. <laughs> so the the pleasure adventure was and is fabulous, and basically it was a a daily pleasure prompt. And I think starting off, a lot of the women were like, "Okay, we're gonna be banging out orgasms every day." And so much of it was not about orgasm. It was about discovering and finding what is pleasure, pleasurable beyond sexuality. Like what feels good? What just feels good? feels good to take a deep breath. It feels good to slip into some hot springs or a tub. Mm. feels good to lay down after a long day. feels good to put your bare feet on the cool grass. Like there's so many things that feel good that are pleasurable mm-hmm. that aren't so, linked to sex. So pleasure went way beyond. So self-pleasuring yeah. did not mean let's masturbate. For no, no. Days. It's about expanding and realizing and connecting into your zone of pleasure being, which can be your whole life. Uh-huh. So starting with, with finding what feels good in your life that is not linked to your pussy. <laughs> but then you did link it to oh, the yeah. pussy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you did some work with yoni eggs. Could you describe mm-hmm. what some of what that involves? What is a yoni egg for anyone who doesn't even know what that is? <laughs> it's this little, um, I think, Taoist da- practice, I think, is where it originated forever ago. And they traditionally were jade, made from jade, the stone. Mm-hmm. And these days you can find them in lots of different stones, whatever you like, whatever your fancy is. Mine is... Um, rainbow obsidian which is fucking awesome so it's a you can get several different sizes and it's and there's a string attached to the end of it that's how you do your reps but basically it's a it's a vaginal strengthening strengthening and wake upping tool okay let's stop there vaginal strengthening strengthening yeah is that a common concept that women talk about (laughs) no So why is vaginal strengthening important? Why is vaginal strengthening important? Well, (laughs) just like how I described that I was numb, my vag was numb in many parts, it also lacked muscle tone. So our vagina and our whole womb holds a certain place in our anatomy that, that offers stability and strength to, for our, to, and for our core so when we don't have any muscle strength there, we're going to notice that in some of the things that we do or can't do. Mm-hmm. So strengthening and waking up the muscles and the cells in the vagina actually then brings the feeling back into that part of the body as well. So so the yoni egg is one tool for... Yeah. Are there other tools that exist? 
Is that the best tool? That's I, well, that's the best one that I've found because with the string, you you insert the egg at three different, or at least this is how I do it, at three different levels inside yourself, mm. and you you learn to to squeeze the muscles in there and pull the string at the same time, and that's like your rep. So you're doing reps of holding and pulling at the same time. Does okay. That make sense? Yes. Well, I mean, as yeah, much as I can of. to me who doesn't have the body parts, <laughs> mm-hmm. but. Are there things people can do, exercises people can do if they don't have a yoni egg to strengthen their pussy? Well, that's a good question. Like, for instance, uh, could someone do basic Kegel exercises? Will that strengthen? Will that have any effect whatsoever? Maybe some, but you're... What I like to do with the egg is to leave a finger up in there because then you're getting feedback and you're, you're feeling what muscles are firing. You're feeling what's waking up and what you can feel and what you can't feel. Mm-hmm. If you're just doing a Kegel, you can't feel what's happening up inside you. So if you don't have an egg, you can use your fingers. Mm-hmm. But the, I think it's really important to have that feedback so that you're, you're, rec- you're recognizing that you're, you can feel yourself rather than just putting something up in there and squeezing on it leaving a finger in there and getting the feedback from what your body's actually doing. Then you can know where to work inside your vagina. You can say, cause like at this point I can flex all, I call them different walls like, or quadrants. I can flex them individually, mm-hmm. but I've only done that because I've been able to stick my finger up in there and then focus on flexing a certain side and, and then experiencing it through my, Okay. Finger. Does that make sense? Does yeah. that clarify? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah. So you can use your fingers, but your fingers are only so big and it depends on how, how wide and expansive and vast your vag is, mm-hmm. like how much you can actually exercise. Mm-hmm. So if you're really, if you have a, like a short vagina, that's somewhat tight, then you could like fingers are probably plenty. But if you have spaciousness, <laughs> as some people do, myself included, I need some kind of thing to reach all the places so that when I do the exercises, like there's something that that fills that space. Okay. So you did this 31-day thing. It was mm-hmm. about pleasure. It wasn't just about vaginal pleasure. It was about pleasure overall. Yeah. And you're doing a talk on the ecstatic pussy. Mm-hmm. Conceivably, ecstatic pussy is our conceivably, I guess that's the right word, is about finding joy in your pussy, right? In ultimately. your body and in your life, ultimately. The so ecstatic pussy is an ecstatic life. So how, so how did, that's where I'm going. How okay. does that connect? How does, how does having, <laughs> how does having a strong, healthy, feeling, alive pussy connect with the topic of intimacy? Mm. And say ecstatic joy or happiness overall in your life. Well, from my experience, <laughs> the more that I woke up, that my pussy woke up, and the ple- the more pleasure that I started to experience there, the more then I learned with and through the breathing exercises to expand that pleasure throughout my whole body and then spill it into my life. So the the pussy in the womb is the generator of creativity and the generator of very much pleasure. So when you can take that that energy, that ecstatic, pleasurable, yummy, blissed out, joy-filled energy and move it around your body and learn how to work with it, then you can 
feel good in your body and in your life because it can't help but spill out mm -hmm. everywhere. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> do you, um, does that answer your question? Yeah. Sorry. And I feel like in other topics, I'd want to go in reverse too. How does other intimacy practices mm. help your sexuality? You know, mm. like the reverse, but that's probably another topic for mm. another time. Is there anything else you wanted to say about ecstatic pussies for now? Uh, that it is really important to want it. And that's the, the people that I've worked with that see results in their bodies in their, and in their lives are the ones that want it and are willing to commit to consistent curiosity. So if you feel happy enough without it, this yeah. isn't, this isn't yeah. for you right, right. now. Okay. It's a very important key. Okay. It really is. I hear you. <laughs> you have to want it. Otherwise, so, you don't do the things. Otherwise, it's like if, you, if you're just like, meh, and you're okay with how things are and you're okay with that, that's totally fine. But if you want more for yourself so, and for your life. So this is going to happen February 11th, mm -hmm. March 11th, mm -hmm. um, in the evening. What, what times? 6.30 to 8. 6.30 to 8, Saturday nights mm -hmm. on February 11th and March 11th at mm -hmm. Emergence Movement and Wellness here in Bozeman, Montana. Mm -hmm. That's on East Peach between Very good. Church and Wallace. Amazing. It's a great <laughs> spot. It's a great spot. And that's where we've been doing our intimacy workshops. We mm -hmm. don't have the next one scheduled, but we do have a a weekend one in May that we Yay, talked about last time. <laughs> We're going <laughs> to get up a website and we'll have more details soon about how you can register for a weekend hot springs and workshop and community and tools and dance and movement and breathing and sounding. And that's called Play. Intimacy Playground. Intimacy Playground. Oh, my gosh. First weekend of May. And we're yeah. really excited. And we'll talk Super more about excited. that later. Mm -hmm. And if you want to contact us again, intimacycadre at gmail.com. Dot com. <laughs> <laughs> so until our next conversation, unless there's something else you want to say to me, thanks for sharing so much. You're welcome. Thanks for the questions. You're welcome as well. <laughs> All right. Yay. Ciao.